Hello, Forgiver. In today's episode, I talk about how we learn to forgive, what a sincere apology can look like, and what we can do to unlearn some bad forgiveness habits. So listen closely or grab a notebook and a pen and your favorite beverage, and I'll meet you on the other side of the intro. Hello, Forgiver. Welcome to the Forgiveness is for You podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Silva, Forgiveness Guide and Catholic Mindset Coach. I've spent 30 years in therapy for sexual, physical, emotional, and racial trauma, but therapy could only take me so far. I believe that there's freedom in forgiveness, but we cannot do it alone. Do you struggle forgiving yourself or others? Are you ashamed of what happened to you in the past? Do you harbor unforgiveness toward the adults who are supposed to protect you but didn't? Do you resent a whole class of people because you were discriminated against? On this podcast, we talk about all things forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, and how you can begin to forgive yourself, others, and God. Allow me to be your forgiveness guide. Let's begin. Friends, before I begin this episode, I want to give grace to our parental figures and authority figures outside our homes. They, like us, were products of their time, the culture, and the examples from previous generations. We are all on a journey to wholeness and holiness. No parent that I know of received a manual, and no child has been born with an embedded code of perfection, although I must say sometimes I think as parents we wish that they were. So how did you learn to forgive? Do you have any memories of when you were little of an adult in your life forcing you to say that you're sorry when, first of all, you didn't believe you did anything to apologize for, and second of all, they had absolutely no clue what harm had been done to you? Have you ever heard these words from a parental figure or an authority figure? Say you're sorry! And was it perhaps followed by a stern look or a hand tightly gripping your upper arm? Yeah, you know what I mean. Did you even hear the S word? Shame on you for doing something? That's what I'm talking about. How does it feel looking back now? What values did that false apology instill in you? Was there ever a time when you were truly sorry and made a sincere apology of your own volition? And how did that feel different from making a false apology that was forced on you? What did you learn from that experience? We are social beings and human brains develop in a community. From a very young age, we observe how the adults in our home behave toward one another. We copy their behavior, but we're also directly impacted when we're instructed to do as they say. We either learn how to resolve conflict in a healthy way and to forgive ourselves and others and move on, or we learn to harden our hearts and hold grudges. When we encounter situations that cause us emotional and even physical pain, those mental injuries scab over with negative emotions and then are carried forward by our disintegrated parts. When we allow those emotional parts to lead without engaging our ability to reason, it can really wreak havoc on our relationships. So what do I mean by that? We develop habits like raising our voices in disagreements, slamming doors, walking away in the midst of a disagreement, you get the picture. Those things really create situations that harden our hearts. 
How we learn to forgive has a direct impact on our relationships throughout our lives. Forgiveness requires words and actions. Some of us believe that if we say we're sorry without actually owning what we are sorry for, uh, that it should just be okay. So relationship issues never get resolved. And what ends up happening is when we enter into a long-term relationship or we get married, then we end up with what Dr. John Gottman, the family therapist, calls perpetual problems. These are the problems that keep showing up over and over and over because no one wants to take accountability for their actions. Some of us believe that if we forgive someone, that the offender will get away with whatever they did and then no one will know the extent of the harm that was committed. So we believe that we have to hold on to the unforgiveness because somehow holding on is holding that other person accountable. And then the only way that they will forgive is if they see remorse. Some of us ask for forgiveness only under duress because there's so much shame and guilt attached to the injurious act that we've committed that we develop habits that help us hide that part of ourselves really well. For example, if there's someone struggling with pornography addiction or someone who's engaging in extramarital affairs, we learn how to really become good chameleons. Some of us internalize everything that happened to us or the shame that we feel for doing something to hurt someone else to the point of self-hatred, and then we find it difficult to forgive ourselves. Some of us get into the habit of saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for things that don't really need an apology. And so it just becomes a habit to say I'm sorry, even though there's no real reasoning or thinking behind what we're saying. And we're not even considering the other person's emotions or their experience. So how do we unlearn these what I call bad forgiveness habits? In the last episode, I explained what internal family systems therapy or IFS entails. If you missed that episode, I recommend that you listen to it before continuing with this one. Briefly, we are made up of a core identity that can be likened to the image of God in us. That is the part of us that is the solid core that is connected to God that you could say that that is Christ in us. And then we're also made up of parts that are disintegrated because of past painful experiences. I believe our forgiveness of self is closely linked to which parts of us are holding on to the blame, guilt, and shame of our past painful experiences. While IFS helped me identify the parts that held on to the blame and shame, it wasn't enough to help me forgive myself. I knew that I needed grace. I knew that I had to gain access to my core self, that part of me that is beautiful, whole, and unstained. It is present in me, but it was covered up and still in, in so many ways covered up with all the mental and emotional gunk from those past painful experiences. I know that I need to be seen and loved in a way that no other human can see and love me, not even myself. My healing occurs at that intersection of psychology and faith, where I submit all of my will and all of the parts of myself to Jesus Christ. I know that I need to tap into the graces that I received in baptism, and this is possible through faith. 
As a Catholic, I take the time to sit with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and reveal my parts to him. I bring my burden parts to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, where I openly speak about what I am struggling with to the priest who is there in persona Christi or in the person of Christ as a representative of him. I also can receive Jesus in the Eucharist because I believe that he is truly present there. Through these sacraments, a final surrender can take place. Jesus takes upon himself what I need to let go of and makes me whole in that place that needs healing. I don't surrender my burden of unforgiveness to the other. I surrender them to the Savior. So let me just give a quick example. Not too long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, a memory surfaced of something that had happened. It, it was something that someone had done to me, and I just felt a real hardness of heart against that person. And I kept thinking, I have to forgive this person, but I don't want to. And I really did not want to at that point. So I went to the Sacrament of Reconciliation and what I confessed was my unwillingness to forgive. And the moment I spoke those words, my whole body just got warm, just warm. And, and my emotions, I even feel a little bit of emotion right now, just flooded my system. And I knew that that was the part that really God wants to heal. And since then, I have been sitting with that memory. And every time I go back to it, I release a little bit more of that heart, hard-heartedness. And I can see more of that person's story. And so it is a healing that is taking place as I am willing to go from unforgiveness to forgiveness in this particular pain story. So God is helping me through the sacrament of reconciliation to come to him and to be open with what is going on in my soul and to receive the grace of healing. My Protestant brothers and sisters can also rely on the graces that they've received in baptism and approach God directly in their prayer as their belief system instructs them to do. Let's look at the other side. What if I am the offender? I have to know how to make a sincere apology and make amends wherever possible. A sincere apology doesn't contain any conditions, most especially that word if. It shouldn't put the victim on the defensive or leave room for doubt. For example, you should never say, I'm sorry if I did X. The truth is, I did what I did. It impacted someone else negatively. Instead, you should, and I'm saying this as a rule, you should say something like, I did X to you and I can see how much it hurts you and I'm sorry. What can I do to make it better? You also should describe in detail what you did to the victim so that they feel validated in their experience, but not so much detail that the victim re-experiences the injury. You really have to give the victim the agency at that point in time to either accept your apology or to reject it and not to try to control how they're going to respond to your apology. Because again, then you're going back into that, uh, the conditions for making that an apology. So taking ownership really requires that you allow the victim to respond in any way that they feel 
is appropriate. Friends, forgiveness is so complicated. It's not a straight up black and white experience. And we are all in this boat together. So I want you to just give yourself a lot of grace. Allow the Holy Spirit to come in and be with you in this process. And I just want to reach through this mic right now and just give you a great big hug and tell you how much you are loved. Jesus loves you so much. And he wants what's good and and beautiful and true for you. So until next episode, have a blessed week. Please be tender with yourself. Forgiveness is serious business. May the grace of the Lord be with you as you contemplate what you learn today. If this podcast is making a difference in your life, please hit subscribe below and consider writing a review. Share the link with a friend, take a screenshot and share on your social media. Connect with me as your forgiveness guide. I will hold space for you as you work through your pain and rewrite your story. Sign up for my 5 Days to Forgiveness self-guided mini audio retreat at www.drkaren.com. Check out my website for how you can bring me to your church or small faith sharing group. And remember friends, forgiveness is for you.